unlocking peak performance with Trent Clark, three-time World Series coach and health advocate. Join us in this exclusive interview with renowned sports and business figure Trent Clark. As a serial entrepreneur and three-time Major League Baseball World Series coach, Trent has a wealth of knowledge and experience to share. Delve into this journey as a strength and conditioning coach to the world's top athletes and learn about his stint as a gym owner. Now Trent is channeling his focus toward preventative health, aiming to revolutionize how we approach our well-being. Take advantage of this insightful conversation with valuable lessons from Trent's unique career trajectory. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Let me share a little bit more about the guests that we have here today. Trent Clark is the founder of leadershipity.com and Courage Coach LLC. Having spent his adult livelihood among the top 3% producers in sports and business, Trent is dedicated to empowering people to reach their goals, peak performance, and attain their dreams through measurable leadership and team development. Trent is a nationally recognized certified coach and speaker. Please help me welcome Mr. Trent. Hi, Trent. Hey. Hi, April. How are you doing? I'm so excited to be here. I just love this show. I love, April, what you're doing on the wellness-driven life. I mean, I think Thank this you. is something that our country and the world mm -hmm. should just really be behind. I mean, this is what, what do you have except your body, right? Yes. Uh, thank you so much. That that makes me feel great. I appreciate that, especially coming from you and and you as well. Obviously, have been this light in the world on the planet to really shout the message out as, as such. So let's get started and share with the audience a little bit more about you. Well, I live in Michigan. I have a wife and five children. I've been in the entrepreneur organization for over 12 years. So I've started 14 different companies and you know, a longtime coach. I really saw my purpose a few years back after developing a bunch of brands, being in transportation and shipping. I used to own a 1-800-GOT-JUNK franchise and I owned a lot of different companies and I enjoy working with teams. So I really got back to my coaching roots of developing the gym and developing people. And, and now we have a grow coach company with leadershipity on all those itties of leadership of accountability, responsibility, dependability, productivity, and all these things we want from our teams and our, and our good team members. And I'm just super excited about wellness and health. And we've had a lot of conversations about this this week. So I'm enjoying uh, uh, getting ready and getting into it. 
Yeah. Well, it's that time of year, isn't it? Where it's on that yeah. main concentration for the majority of human beings. We start a fresh new year. We start contemplating, reflecting on the year we had before, how we want to make positive changes in life. And, you know, when you talk about performance and productivity, it sounds to me, Trent, like you certainly are the man to go to five kids, marriage. You've had numerous, did you say 14 different businesses and going to the, the World Series three times. My gosh, you are a busy human being and you're getting it all done and you continue to roll on with that. And that's just fascinating. So I definitely want to dive in. I would love to know how do you maintain all of that energy? What has been working for you uh, as far as a physical, mental, all of the things? Yeah, I think it's a it's a work in progress, right? I'm on the the wellness journey, probably like a lot of your audience are, right, April? I mean, mm -hmm. we're we're trying to learn and shape things and get better. And man, I've I've just been blessed, April, to be around a lot of fabulous people. Uh, obviously, my life is spent around the top two percent, top two percent athletes, top two percent in business, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, and you know, there's there's this unique culture I spend a lot of my life in. Uh, and it's all about, uh, development and the journey and what's happening to get myself better. I mean, self-improvement and continuous improvement for both myself and my team members to, to continue on the journey are re a really big deal. And in the daily conversations of my life stems around it with all the people I know. So that's a real blessing. And one of the things that I'm, I'm currently writing a book called Championship Leader for Wiley uh, Publishing and super excited about the work as we talk about all the things I learned from pro sports now coming into uh, how do you how do you transition that to leadership and in your career? Because there's so many skills there. And one of the things that's been really fascinating and fabulous is that the top 2% really separate themselves out because they're hyper learners. They're very quick at adapting and learning and they're never really satisfied with what they've learned. They continue to progress. So that's where I think for you and the wellness driven life show, this is where the mindset for people, it doesn't have to be perfect, but we're always looking to get a little better. Yeah, absolutely. I think that progress is a, a key word here. And I think that as long as we continue to make progress, then we want to get out of bed every morning. You know, it's like it, it's that continuous stride to better ourselves and not for perfection, but just to be a little bit better. And so something that you mentioned out of here, Trent, with the, the 2%, it sounds to me like the people and the things that you surround yourself with day in and day out really makes a big difference for you. Yeah. I, you know, I, I really learned, you know, in my twenties, I remember hearing that you become the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. And I was like, wow, that's kind of a big deal. So yeah. immediately, unfortunately, that's also probably a little bit of judgment, but like, you know, you start assessing like, where is my time spent? Who am I with? And do, do they share my values? Do they share my drive? Do they share you know, uh, my goals and what I'm going for. And can we help each other? You know, I'm, a, I'm an iron sharpens iron kind of person. Right. And so, you know, 
April, but listening to you and being around people like you, you know, I get, I get sharpened because you're giving me all these, you got great people that come on the show. They talk about these things. And, you know, if I walk away with a nugget or two, like time well spent, got sharpened a little bit. This are, these are things I'm going to learn and, and implement a little bit in my day. And I've coached with some of the best in the world and even the best in the world, I wouldn't say like, oh, you know what? I should just emulate exactly what they do. I don't need to do it exactly like them. And there's things that I really love about what I learned coaching with them. And there's things I would be like, yeah, I don't really want to. That's Maybe that's not the way I'd want to do it that way or how I would approach that athlete under the same situation or that, that um, business owner. And so I think we're learning all the time. And it's funny because I didn't, I didn't love school, April. I didn't, I didn't love high school. I didn't really even love the learning part in college. I think my last year or two, I really started getting into like, wow, this really applies to me now. And I really felt like another level. And so though I did well, you know, it felt task oriented. Uh, and I just had a Ooh. talk this morning at a university and I told these kids that I have learned probably in my life. If you, if you categorize my segment of 20, you know, 20 X learning 18 X of it, I was after college. It's been a lot yeah. of lifelong learning. Yeah, I would agree with you there. And in something that you really mentioned here is that you're taking bits and pieces of things that you learn and how they apply best to you and your values and what you're doing in life. You said, I don't want to do exactly what somebody's doing, but I want to take pieces that they're doing that I like and apply it to my own life. And that is a piece of that constant learning and growing and, and getting it from numerous resources and not just being in, in one box, right? It's expanding ourselves. It's allowing ourselves to be curious about what other things are out there. And Trent, I, I heard you say sharpen, and it makes me think of sharpen the saw, seven habits of highly effective people. And that's a Stephen Covey. And I think that I even met, saw a little segment of it on your website where you quote Mr. Covey. And so The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People was one of my favorite and most inspirational books of all time. Trent, where have you grown, grown some of the most inspiration from? Yeah, I think it's been from people and it's been from people like Covey. Uh, and, you know, when I coached with Nick Saban, uh, you know, Nick Saban is one of the top coaches in the world for college football, but he's a great coach of people. Like he's a good football coach and that's important, but he's really developing people. And the, the like, as you talk about what I'm taking from, I'm taking a number, a lot of bits from coach Saban, right. That I'm introducing, not everything, but when I think about, and you talk about where you get that from all the coaches that shaped him. You know, he took bits and pieces from Coach Don James and, and and Coach Belichick and all these people that he was around who were well known as the best in their place at, at their position. So he did the exact same thing. So when you look at the the downstroke of all these people that have impacted him and then he impacts me, you know, and then I'm impacting others. That's my job, right? That's my God-given calling is, hey, Trent, you you were you were blessed with these experiences. And now 
you know, I'm not going to withhold those. I want to give those to other people. So, um, you know, what, what really refined things for me when you talk about um, how you develop your, 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 your mantra, your values and your continuous learning. Um, I do have a Covey quote. It's actually from his son on my website. And it's also the name of my podcast, which is called Winners Find a Way. And I love this quote, which was from a book called The Four Disciplines of Execution, which his son wrote with three other authors. And it said, winners, when shown data that they are losing, find a way to win. And I was like, man, that's who I want to surround myself. That's why I come on a show from April Chavez because she's a winner, right? Like I want to be around those people that face challenges and, and we all have those and, and they don't do the losing behaviors. They don't show up in the four losing behaviors. They mm. find solutions and win. And when I see those people that get that, um, you know, those are the, those are the five I always want to be around. I always want to be around five winners. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The people who are really navigating and trying to find a way and adapting and finding new ways of being in a world that's very difficult for all of us. None of us get out without trauma and difficulties and hardships and loss. And so it's, you know, how else do you want to show up and live in the world when we go through those experiences? Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's so easy. Right. And, and when I say the four losing behaviors, I'm guilty too, April. Like I, <laughs> I show up sometimes, but here's the beautiful thing about my life is that I have people like April Chavez around my life who go, Whoa, Hey Trent, let me get a TO because you know, that's not like you because the four, the four losing behaviors and, and, and no one's immune to the things you just described. No one's immune to job loss. No one's immune to a sick child. No one's immune to, you know, a parent they've lost early. Like there are just things that are hard in this life and, and, and work is hard and things are going to come up against. And what I want every employee out there and people to understand is that your skill set is driven and you are employable and valuable to be to someone because that expertise allows for solutions. If, if no solutions were needed, you probably wouldn't be needed. So, you know, this expertise you've developed on how to overcome and adapt and learn things is why they want you on the team. So when you show up making the four losing behaviors, the first one of making an excuse of why you couldn't figure out something, why you couldn't get something done, something happened. Um, blaming someone else, number two, because these are now all of a sudden become victim behaviors and they're losing behavior. So I've excused now, now I'm blaming someone. And then that leads to people quitting. Wow, this is getting hard. I'm going to quit. So there's no resilience. There's no resolute. There's no grit. And so people are looking for someone on their team that can resolve through hard times and hard issues because we're going to face them. And I think 2009 was a great, you know, uh, the great level up, right? Because a lot of people faced hard times and realized that it gets tough quick. And then the last one, of course, is a losing behavior is ignoring the data. And and I I, I described this April as I had a coach in junior high, and it was <laughs> we were we were playing a basketball game and we were losing 48 to four at halftime. And I was frustrated, angry. I'm competitive. I want to win, and. At halftime, he told us, hey, you're doing a great job. Just keep what you're doing. It's going to be all right. And I'm proud of you for, you know, trying hard. 
And I was like, you're kidding, right? Like, like, do you, do you not, we're not going to do anything different. Like I really value and honor the encouragement. That was great. But the second half, they scored another 48 points and we scored another four, you know, nearly 90 to eight, you know, right. And, and, and it was just embarrassing and not mm. a lot of fun. So, you know, ignoring the data is not a way to win. And um, we have to be aware that maybe we have to change something. Maybe we have to do something different. So, um, you know, for me, I think that's just a key element. And and I've seen some really good examples of that in, in, in everyday society today that, you know, I think there's some really nice uh, folks I could point to. Yeah, I think that's an incredible example. And feel free to leave some more. But you're right. If we continue to to fluff ourselves with, oh, it's okay. There's no there's no change. There's no adaptation. There's no forward movement. Right. It's just going to, like you said, the the scores were the same in the next half of the game. And so there isn't going to be any progress there if we don't take a look at where we are and where we want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, for me, and I think go forward is a really big word. You know, I tell a lot of people, and this has changed because we all have backup cameras in our cars now, but you know, in the old days and I'm old, like the old days were a rear view mirror. Right. And when I was teaching, you know, my oldest is now 25. And so when he started driving, um, there weren't very many backup cameras yet. And so he looked in the rear view mirror and I was telling him, you don't back up any further than you ever have to. If you can just back up two inches and get out of that parking spot forward where you have all the visibility and the car is designed for you to look out the front, that big windshield, you know, we move forward. And so when we look at that rearview mirror, it's good. Take a peek. Give it a look. So what's behind you is behind you and let it be there. And sometimes you have to go review it. You don't need to relive it, but you got to go review it. Take a look in the rearview mirror. Make sure you're not going to back into a post. See what you see there. But it's time to go forward. And we're designed that way. And what I love is that there are some, you know, and I was thinking about that. We were actually just talking about this on the show this week is when you talk about the wellness driven life of going forward, I was listening to a podcast by Joe Rogan and, and Joe Rogan has a lot of advertisements on his podcast and he does a lot of advertising for products. And, but I looked at Joe Rogan physically and his health in his fifties now. And what he was as a stand-up comedian in his 20s, an unhealthy East Coast guy, not very fit, you know. And he's taking all these experts' advice, uh, and he's taking bits and pieces of that during his show. And he's built a routine and lifestyle for him. And, he, I mean, here's somebody who's in his late 50s who's in the best fitness he's been in his lifetime. That's yeah, amazing. It is. And it's very encouraging and hopeful, inspirational to everyone. I think I, I love that he is doing that. And, you know, having people on the show such as yourself and talking about those things that there is possibilities of change and you can change and change is the only constant. So what choice do you want to make? Which change do you want to create in your life? And you're right. You know, we live in such a beautiful day and age where we get to learn and grow and we get to use all the science and all of the new things and all of this adaptation that we have truly brought into the world for bettering ourselves as a species in order to evolve into better people. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible, right? I mean, what's out there now that there's so many tools now 
that really have expanded my hyper learning. And, you know, now as a, as a owner in business and an executive and coaching a bunch of other world beaters, they're amazing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in this 50, 60,000 decisions a day. I want efficiency every day. That's a big deal to me. And so there are just certain technologies. And so I really get that people don't like to change, but you know, we've been trained up for change and, you know, the, the younger generation is the beautiful thing about, um, the Gen Zers is that, you know, they've lived a whole life of change. Change just happens all the time. And, and, and they may, they may not love it, but they've been conditioned for it. And I hear a lot of people say, well, I really don't like that change. And I'm like, oh, well, here's an iPhone seven. And let me think what you think of that. Because everyone always likes to change yeah. to the new 15, right? Like everyone's ready for that change. And I would rather use an aluminum bat than a wood bat playing baseball. And so there's been a lot of changes and that have really um, been significant. And so we do like a lot of changes. Uh, we just want to make sure it benefits us, right? Yeah. Well, we're going to move into our first commercial entrant. I would love to explore more of some of the changes that you're most excited about. Stay tuned. Are you ready to take control of your ride to wellness? Rev up with Driven Living. Visit www.drivenliving.com and buckle up for a journey. Get exclusive access to our Wellness Driven Life Show guest portal where you can dive deep into the minds of our esteemed guests. Sign up for our newsletter and get insider scoops on these distinguished personalities. It's like having a backstage pass to their life-changing wisdom. But that's not all. You'll also receive a free hug. You heard me right, a free hug. An enlightening ebook from the Driven Living team. Discover the science-backed benefits of hugging yourself. It's a fill-up for your wellness tank. Because at Driven Living, we believe in fueling your journey to wellness, both physically and psychologically. So what are you waiting for? Visit www.drivenliving.com today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard. And I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be. But we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. Welcome back. So Trent, we're talking about some of the new ways that that change has come into existence and what some of our favorite changes are that we're most excited about. 
Yeah, I think the biggest change is information, right? We have so much access to information now and technology has moved very quickly, which is, which is uh, a benefit for sure. Um, sometimes a curse, right? <laughs> but for the most part, it's a benefit. And, uh, you know, I think there's some tools out there that I promote and, and love, uh, probably one of the biggest ones. And, and we partnered with, with them with the entrepreneur organization, uh, a group called Blinkist as a person that just consumes information quickly. And, uh, I have a lot of access to really high level information. I love, uh, a, a tech app called Blinkist where I get, the best books in the world in 15 minutes, either written or and audio, both. And so yeah. that's I'm just familiar been, with that. I, I enjoy yeah. it too. I agree. Very cool. Game changing, right? Yeah. Um, and for for the executives of the world who live a life of, you know, just busyness and getting things done, this is uh how this is how you read 52 books a year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know. Man, when you want to continue evolving and learning, it is it makes it so much more simple. And I think especially for people like you and I, Trent, right, too, where we do interview a lot of people. And most of those people, they have written books and they've done all of these things. So in order to to keep up with that and make sure that you bring more value, it certainly is an aid. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's um another technology out there called Motion uh, for your calendar really uh, is, a, is a big productivity tool like that will absolutely uh, marry your tasks to your calendar. And that's really prioritizing thing. We've always heard uh, Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy, get up, do the mm -hmm. most important thing, get it done. Uh, it's brilliant advice. And uh, we've seen a lot of people incorporate that into their morning routines when you're fresh and your mind's the most alert. Uh, I have a number of clients who work uh, an hour and 40 minutes of the first two hours they're awake, and they accomplish more than most people do all day before 9 a.m., the old army commercial, right? We accomplish more things, right? So it's amazing, but it helps really drive exactly your intentions and it marries your intentions to your execution, which if you get that right, um, you are on your way to, to live in the life of wellness and, and, and right on that road to, to the drive of where you want to be. Trent, I hear so often by many of the guests on the show is when you take control of your morning, you take control of your day. And so it's it's within that that when you have that sense of, of power and you're ready to rock and roll, you've done the things that are most important to you, and then you don't have to worry about them later on. That's very empowering. So that being said, Trent, what are some of the things that you do? What is your morning routine? Yeah, I'm going to, I'll come back to that for a second because there's a lot of good stuff on morning routines. And I will say the one thing that probably nobody talks about April is your evening routine is a really big deal to getting off to a morning. And a lot of people take that for granted. Like, oh, I'm going to stay up and watch the game. I got to watch the 11 PM sports center, or I'm, I'm watching this Netflix show or this, this, um, you know, great, uh, um, show about somebody's life, a biography, and they stay up late. And then all of a sudden 
they sleep late. And so the day all of a sudden gets away from them. Other people have started without them. And I would say equally important to a good morning routine is a really good evening routine. If you want to win the day, you got to be prepared to win the day. And that mm. starts with sleep. And, you know, I don't, I don't ask my phone to run through the whole day when I charge it for 10 minutes. It's not going to last. You and I are going to be, if we both did it and we got big days by 10 a.m., both our phones are out. And now we have no charge and we got nothing left and a lot of work still to do. And we're going to need that apparatus to help us, right? Same thing with your body. Like if you're a wellness mm. person and you're asking, you asked me earlier about how do you do it with the energy? Well, I don't, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I, I live a life of organic and healthy foods. My wife is just uh, tremendous at taking care of us, uh, mm. getting us fabulous foods and well-prepared uh, for what our bodies are going to manage. And I already was a high motor, high energy guy. So I've never, um, I, I, I have a cadence and I don't come off that. And, you know, I might be writing checks, my, you know, 54 year old body can't cash sometimes because I still think I'm 24, but you know, I, I haven't slowed down on an energy level because I maintain uh, the preparation and inputs into my body so I can get the output that I expect from my brain and body every day. Yeah, absolutely. It, it certainly makes a massive difference, doesn't it? When we're fueling the body. And I really enjoyed that you, you related our energy with a cell phone. I think that that's an easy way to be able to, to relate. You know, we don't charge our cell phones for, in our, in our computer devices for just a small amount of time and we are energetic beings. So if we start to understand that way that we too must recharge and how vital sleep is, rest is, uh, you know, grounding, we're getting back centered. It is vital to our overall well being. And so that's, it's beautiful when we also have family members. I talk, I heard you talk about your wife and how she really helps support the family and sets everybody else up for success through uh, nutrition. And I, I think that that is another key aspect when we really work as a functioning community of support. Yeah, I think it's really uh, huge to have back to the five people, right? We want alignment in values and what's important to us around us. And I think, you know, probably staying on her as a positive influence for everybody else, she walks the walk and talks the talk. And I think that's really important because, you know, I can, I've been a long time strength and conditioning coach and professional sports and all these things. And I'm the first guy who wants to get into the hotel, order a steak and bonbons and watch TV all night. Like I I'm, I'm tired. My brain's done. I love to spoil myself sometimes, but I've also got to be aware of what is going to help me achieve the next day. Cause, cause she is going to model that behavior and that really helps us because she mm. lives it. And so, and she has the energy for all of us. And that's a big job as a mother of five and a, and a grandmother now. And so it's a lot of things that we're doing um, to, to make that happen. But mm -hmm. the, the, the really key thing in that is for me to, uh, for, for me to under help people understand their wellness is 
is you have to win the day, right? Everything starts right now with win the day. And if you win the day and then you start winning days together, like you win the week. And then when you win the weeks, you win the month. And then when you win the months, you win the quarter. And then when you win the quarters, you win the years, you know? And when you're winning years, year after year, you're in the top 5%. So like everybody, everybody's looking for you to go, Hey, I just want to be around April. She's a winner. She wins year in and year out because she wins the day. Like, because yeah. every day is intentional by waking up and being thoughtful about how do I serve? How do I best navigate the relationships in my life, my management, my self-care, all those things for your own wellness. And, and they're critical. And, you know, everything is about input and output, right? It all comes back to it. Yeah. Well, I like so many things that you said out of this trend and, you know, going back again to your relationships and the people you surround yourself, including, and most importantly, the intimate relationships we have within our life, right? Because we spend the most time with those people and leading by example. I mean, that's such a, a beautiful and key thing too, is when we start to do the things that, that are in our best interest, it reflects onto those around us and they too want to start doing those things and doing better self-care for themselves as well. And it, it sounds to me also, Trent, that you really take some time to project um, some of the things that you want to do in a future-oriented aspect where you talk about, I'm winning the day, and if I can win the day, then I can win the week, I can win the month, I can win the quarter, I can win the year. And so it's it's putting some of those timestamps in of, this is where I want to be, and this is what I need to do in order to achieve. Yeah, I'm I'm an Oak Journal user. I'm not no I don't know if you or your audience is familiar with the Oak Journal, but the Oak Journal is uh, a significant part of me becoming better. And I've always been a goal setter. Uh, I always have I'm a visionary, so I really have a an ability to see things about what's coming next and how I envision how it will be and um, that, that really helps me do goal setting because when I envision what the end of 2024 is going to look like, uh, I get a very clear idea in my mind of what that is. And then I start working backwards about what I'm going to need to do to create that value, to create that from the current reality to the future reality, which is the gap, right? This is my current reality. And then this is my future reality, what I really want. And so that gap has got to be done through the daily Uh, because, you know, me saying, you know, I'm going to do this in the next nine months. Like, I don't know how well I'm going to be focused, focusing out nine months away, but I'm very focused on the next 90 days. So when, when I look at the Oak journal, uh, Keith Roberts has done this. He's done a fabulous job. And Keith really talks heavily about the 10, 10, 10, um, 10 minutes of reading, 10 minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of journaling. Great mm. way to start your morning routine. Uh, 10, 10, 10. I exercise in the morning. I do a lot of things, but in my, in my, um, my prep for my day, and I often do my day the day before. So I at the on part of my evening routine is sitting down for my oak journal the next day. And I do my day where it starts with three things I'm grateful for today. I want to start my day with gratitude. 
And that's a huge part. And I want to see those things of things I'm thankful for. That gets my mindset in the right place. It's not mm-hmm. a woe is me. I'm no victim. You know, mm-hmm. I can do a lot of things and I'm thankful for all those people who have come and come alongside and help me. And then I get, what is my clear vision for the day? What is my vision? Like, am I, how am I going to show up for April? How am I going to show up for the class I had this morning? How am I going to show up for the people in my life that need me? Mm -hmm. And then my three most important things get done next. And these are probably the biggest thing to winning the day. These are the three most important things that I have to accomplish in this day. And I don't stop until that's done. And there's a lot of days, April, my three things are done by 11 a.m. And I feel accomplished Because if I do the three most important things every day for 365 days a year, I accomplish the most almost 1,100 things per per year. And if you're doing the most important 1,100 things a year, I tell every kid, if you get this right at 22 years old coming out of college, at 30 years old, you will be at the top 5% of success, yeah. of whatever success is for you. If success means, you know, fitness model, if success means CEO, if success means business owner, first chair in the orchestra, I don't, I don't care what you're going for. And I love what you're going for. You should go for whatever it is that you want. But if you get this right, you're going to have done in eight years over 9,000 of the most important things. Most people are going to do about a thousand in those years because they want to do the most important thing. And then they go, Oh, there's a great documentary on Netflix. I should watch <laughs> like, like, wait, no, no, you, you go, these are two things that really need your attention and need to be accomplished. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. You know? And I think it just comes back to there. There's no time like the present. Don't, don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. And when you know what's important, you you get a vision for that and you accomplish those three things and you do that every day, you win the days. And so watch out, like you'll be unstoppable. <laughs> There's a lot of power in everything that you just said. And, you know, that's part of that measurement piece, right? When we we figure out that if we do something day in and day out for 365 days, where is it going to take us? And that's on top of the world, right? Whatever that means to us. And, you know, there's a lot of science to back what you said about uh, doing something at night in the evening time, prepping our brains for, you know, our sleep and our brains do so much work that unconscious mind is really working to serve us and, and it's going to serve us in whatever way that we ask it to. So before we go to bed, whatever we're thinking or concentrating on, you know, and if you're watching an action movie, it's going to be concentrating on that, that high intense action, right? Or do you want it to concentrate on the things that you want to, you know, project into the world and that being grateful for what you have, it's going to maul on whatever it is that you feed it right before that slumber state. And so I, I like everything that you said, Trent, it's absolutely amazing. You've given us so many tips and tricks and, and wisdom already. It's fascinating. Tell us a little bit more about the things that you're doing right now. You've got leadershipity and you're, you've got a podcast, all the things, where do you see yourself going and what are you most excited about achieving in this coming future? Yeah. I mean, I'm excited about continuing to help other people 
I mean, that's really where I want to spend my time. I have, um, I, I'm, I'm fatigued on running businesses. So I, I'm enjoying working with other business owners and developing their business. So we have a program called 2X24. Super excited about this. Two times your business in 24 months. So, you know, we work off people's EBITDA and we take them into a process mm -hmm. through a, a partner of mine called Bloom Growth. And we, through a software program and a very diligent, um, holistic approach to uh, organizations and how you're going to run your business system, we help them double their value in somewhere between 24 and 48 months. A lot of teams call us because they're not doing execution and communication very well, and they want to get ready to sell their business. And for a lot of people who own their business, they've been working hard on that, and it's probably their biggest asset and value. So they want to maximize that asset at exit. So that is their retirement. That's usually their, their bailiwick for leaving. So, um, we want to help them do that. And we do do that. We've had three companies exit over 50 million in the last 18 months. And, uh, we helped them and all of them doubled within the last 36 months. So it's a big deal when you take a company that's a, a $5 million EBITDA and it's valued at five X. Um, you know, that's a, that's a great deal at 25 million, but when, uh, you can take them to $10 million EBITDA in that 36 month and they're valued at 50, obviously that's a significant difference in retirement, the things you can do for people, the gifts you can give, uh, what that money means, legacy for, uh, your families, for the, for the people that are involved and what they've done to create a very value-based business um, that somebody wants and will continue. I mean, it really stabilizes people, people's employment. And I think everybody likes to be a part of a winning team. I mean, uh, they, they take pride in being in, involved in an organization that cares about the individuals on their, on their team who develops their, the individuals making the team greater. And uh, it also builds a big idiot, builds sustainability, uh, which is, hey, this thing will continue to go on because we know how to do it better than 95% of everybody else. We're in the top 5% now. So um, I'm really excited about that. Um, I would also say I'm excited about, you know, people, people just getting um, really, really thoughtful and intentional about their health. Uh, I, I don't think enough people think about the next 90 days and what they can be doing. And, you know, when I talk about that Oak journal in 90 days, I, I, I have a lot of people shape their goals and, like you said, 365 days is a long time and 52 weeks for most people on their wellness journey. And a lot of people on a wellness journey are overweight and they mm -hmm. want to get healthier. They want to feel that energy again. And if habits are established like a gallon of water a day about, you know, adapting some minor things in their diet about when they're going to choose to eat and then making better choices of what they eat and adding a gallon of water and then adding a walk four times a week up yeah. to an hour, you're automatically going to lose a pound a week just doing yeah. those things. And those are and it's simple, changes. right? It's, simple. it's, 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 it's I, we over complex. Things. Okay. Yeah. And, and when you add that up, let's do the math, right? If I do those habits daily, 
for the 90 days, I get really good at that. And now I'm ready to add a few other things because this is easy now for me to build into my lifestyle. But mm -hmm. right there, if you just maintain that for the year, that's a pound a week and 52 pounds. I mean, if you're looking for weight loss, most people don't need to lose 52 pounds. That's a right. big goal. And but you could do that in a year and, and you get a lot healthier and mental health, spiritual health. All those things are going to come with those habits. You're yeah. going to feel great about yourself maintaining those habits. And you're going to find out the people who love those habits about you and people that don't like those changes about you, who don't like you being better. You immediately eliminate those five because those aren't the five people you want around you. They're not the ones who right. are encouraging like, wow, April, you look fabulous. I love what you're doing. Stay at it. I am mm -hmm. so encouraging. I'm proud of your work. Like, hey, can I go on some walks with you? Because I just see you out there every morning and um, I need to be doing it too. You think you think Tuesday, Thursdays, I could walk with you? Like people come alongside and then you're making an impact on other people's lives. And that's that's a big deal. Yeah, well, I really love that you bring that up. And I think that that is something to be conscious of in all walks of life. When we start to improve ourselves, not everybody that's in our surroundings are going to align with us. And, yes. and we can be sad about that and not want to continue to improve, or we could keep going and know that there's going to be others that come along our way that are going to be in alignment with us and share the same excitement about what we're doing. Yeah, I think that, you know, you, we've used this word a couple of times, alignment, and it's a challenge because, you know, when you're when you're a leader in an organization and you're doing big things and you have big goals and and you're driven and you're wellness driven, people are not going to necessarily align with you. They're not driven for the same things. Right. Um, when you own a company, you have a lot of information and people that are in certain areas of the of the organization, they don't have access to other parts of the organization. They don't know the information. And it's kind of like uh, what we call the armchair quarterback, right? The Monday morning quarterback who's like, oh, well, yeah, after it happened, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Or they want to make assessments on 20% of the information. Hey, why isn't the coach doing this? Why isn't the coach doing that? Well, he has a lot of knowledge <laughs> that you don't have. And he's got all the information. Mm -hmm. And you only see 20% of the information. When it comes to alignment, there has to be some trust in our authorities and our leaders. And when you're on your wellness-driven journey, I'm, you know, I think I think April's done a great job about talking about people that are willing to get aligned with you. And some people are not going to agree with you. And that's okay. That's really okay. You need their alignment, you don't need their agreement. And that's a big separation. As a business owner, I tell a lot of people, you need your team's alignment. You don't need their agreement. And the easy one for me to use is like a football game, right? If if April, you're the coach, and you say, hey, quarterback Trent, go in. Let's run this play. They're weak on the left side. Someone just got injured, and it's going to be better for us to go left. And I go, all right, gang, let's go. And Tom and Trisha go, well, I don't think Trent's right. I don't like April's call. We're going right. Wait a minute. Two of the 11 aren't in sync. Mm -hmm. And now we go try to run the play, which is a total bust right now because two people didn't do their job and right. decided they were going to go on their own thing. So we probably lose five yards. Someone may get hurt. And things. And Coach April's like, hey, you two, what are you doing? Well, we didn't agree with it. Hey, I don't, I don't need your agreement. 
I just need your alignment. Mm. And we know why we want to do, and, and we're not going to be able to always explain it to everybody why we're doing it. And so for those five people that are around you and those people in your organizations, understand you don't always have to agree and you could have a different opinion, but your team needs your alignment. And, and, and if it's, and, and if you can't be aligned and, and we can't be sometimes right, April, I might say something and you say, wow, Trent, I love that. And I love what you're doing, but I may not be able to get an alignment with your, with your values because I, I don't share that in my values. And, and you may have to go to another organization because of that. And that would be terrible because we lose a great power player and, and a, and a, and a fabulous person and contributor to our organization. But I can't get an alignment because that I just don't agree with that. So I'm unwilling because it's too close to me. But if it's, Hey, I don't agree. We should be using blue ink instead of black ink, but you can't get an alignment and just use the blue ink. Like, you know, like, um, you know, like it, it, we got to pick our battles here. And as a team, yeah. organizations are going to come together and we're going to hash it out. And hopefully you have input in that. But decisions have to be made to go forward. And, and understand this, decisions aren't final. If you're walking three days away a week and now it gets cold, you may have to pivot and go to the treadmill because now it's snowing 12 inches. And that's okay. You adjust and you can change things. It's Nothing's permanent. So mm. be okay with getting an alignment and, and, and being with people. But if you're with people you trust, alignment's easy. If you're not, it's hard. Mm. Mm. Powerful statements there, Trent. Absolutely. And, you know, thank you so much for sharing everything you have on the show. Again, so much insight, tips, tricks, everything that you have shared with us today. And I want to make sure that the audience knows where to find you. I've displayed it here a few times throughout the show. And your website is www.leadershipity.com. You'll also find that in the description below. All of our guests have the information there. Trent, it's been awesome. Is there anything else that you want to share with us today? Yeah. So for folks out there who are driven, for better wellness and you're coming into this and and you're early in the game i mean getting a plan and what we always say is plan the work and work the plan if you're intentional about that every day that's really important and it's there's a lot of resources out there find someone who will come alongside and work with you who you trust and start working together and develop that with someone who's known who you know can has the expertise and the knowledge. And then for the rest of everybody, you know, it's just noise. So be focused on what you need to do and worry less about what other people are saying. And that's one of my favorite messages and one of the hardest sometimes too, mm. isn't it? To be more focused yeah. on what you're doing and not the opinions of others. So very good messages. Thank you again, Trent, so much for being our honored guest on the Wellness Driven Life Show. I am very excited. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So be sure to check him out, everyone, and what he's doing, because he's one of the greatest leaders that you can come across. And so again, thank you so much. Thank you for our audience. Without you, the show wouldn't be possible. So again, thank you. Goodbye for now. And we will see you next time.